Praise the Lord. I'm sharing with you today, mostly out of Isaiah. I'm using the chapter of Isaiah 24 as kind of a guide for us. It's an amazing chapter. Isaiah was an amazing prophet. Isaiah prophesied in the 8th century B.C. He alone wrote 129 prophecies or spoke 129 and recorded them, prophecies about the Messiah, about Jesus Christ. And most of all of them were fulfilled. There's some latter-day prophecies that not only the Lord confirmed and uh, and his apostles and disciples and, and Brother Paul, we have the New Testament, but Elijah was an amazing prophet. And I'm going to use the 23 verses of uh, Isaiah 24, and I'm going to read to you the first verse. I know I see up here on the screen that it's got the Lord lays the earth to waste. The title of this message actually is Shaken of All Things. But that's how verse 1 of chapter 24 starts out pretty amazing and, 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 and should be get, get your attention about the Lord lays the earth to waste. I'm going to read the last verse of chapter 24 first because I want, I believe we all will recognize this as a prophecy that has been used and other prophets have given and Jesus has confirmed and, and it is not by no surprise that this is, this is the word of God. Then the moon will be abashed and the sun ashamed. That's kind of, we'll, I'll talk about that a little later when I get to this scripture in the chapter, but it's because the Lord comes back in all the glory on his own glory, the Father's glory, and the glory of the angels. This, the sun is ashamed. It's pretty amazing. It's going to be fairly bright. I don't think we're going to miss the return of the Lord. For I'll be with him. We'll all, we that know him will be with him and come with him. For the Lord of hosts will reign on Mount Zion and in Jerusalem, and his glory will be for his elders. Now, that's the last verse of chapter 24. Now, if you believe this is to, is the truth, and I don't know how anybody that is a Christian cannot believe in the, the second return of Christ because he promised he would come again. And this is how he comes. And this is the last verse. And this is how chapter 24 gets to the last verse, verse 23. But it starts off in verse one. And if verse 23 is true, I imagine verse 1 is also, Behold, the Lord lays the earth to waste, devastates it. It distorts its surface, and it scatters its inhabitants. That's a pretty amazing statement. And all of these things are going to happen prior to the Lord's second return. It, it actually ushers in his second return. But you, we will quote those scriptures as we go f- Forth, but this is an amazing statement. Behold, the Lord uh, lays the earth to waste and devastates it, distorts its surface, and scatters its inhabitants. God is not too pleased with how the earth is today. And I'm going to share as we get down to verse 5, it tells us why all these things are happening and are go- going to happen to the earth. In verse 2, says, and the people will be like priests, the servant like his master, the, the maid like her mistress, the buyer like the seller, 
the lender like the borrower, the creditor like the debtor. I hate, I, uh, the creditor like the debtor. It, uh, it doesn't matter. The, the, the servant as his master. It, this time, all these lofty positions and places and stuff that some, um, the, the, the high priest of this, we're all the same. When the day that the Lord shakes the earth, and, and I'm, I'm going to go in to share more about how and what happens. But in this day, it matters not your lofty position or your lo- low position. We're in the same boat together. And the waves have gotten rocky, to say the least. Th- th- this is a, this is a, a terrible time. <laughs> and you really need to know you know the Lord. If you don't know the Lord, you, you certainly, if you know the Lord, you should have expected this shaking coming because he's warned us over and over again. Are you really ready for the shaking of all things? There is a shaking of all things in this earth before the return of the Lord. We, I, I see all these weapons. You can get on, uh, I'm an, I'm an old Vietnam veteran, old army guy. And I remember the weapons we had. You had a gun and you had a few grenades and a C4 in your pocket. Didn't have a whole lot more. And, uh, and we had support we thought was decent. But the, the thing is, a lot of times our radios didn't even work. We'd be out so far out into the, the, the mountains of, 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 of Vietnam that we couldn't even talk to people. I'm glad the enemy, we'd act like we were talking to people. We act like we had control, <laughs> control, but we did not. But I'm telling you, there, there is a shaking coming to all of the earth. And, 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 and I have, I, I watch these videos about all this modern, uh, technologies. I saw some video yesterday. I think it was like these Russian missiles that if 10 of them were launched simultaneously to different parts of the earth, the entire earth, the planet would be destroyed. Ten rockets would destroy the entire planet. Those are the days that we live, and it's not just Russia, but it's China, and it's the U.S., and it's India, and and maybe even Pakistan, and others that have nuclear weapons. Weapons that not only can destroy a country or a nation, but the very planet itself. You talk about a shaking, and there's wars and rumors of wars, and, and the nations are gearing up with all these new toys, how they can destroy each other with possibly not destroying the planet. I'm not sure we should be kind of trying to figure out how all this goes. But in the arrogance and pride of man, the earth is going to be judged. And, it, and, and by, anyway, let me get to verse 2. And the I, I just read the verse 2. Let me read it again. I want you to listen. The people will be like the priest, the servant like his master. No difference. The maid like her mistress, the buyer like the seller, the lender like the bar, and the creditor like the debtor. We're all the same. Don't tell me, I don't, I don't, praise God, I don't owe anybody any money. But in the days that I owed a bank, my banker money, I, please don't let him know about this verse. Cause it doesn't matter. When these days, when the shaking comes, it doesn't matter anymore. All of this things that we think that matters in this life simply does not matter. The one thing that matters, do you know him? Do you know him? Are you born again? Are you ready to meet your, meet him in the air? 
because he's about to come. In verse 3, and the earth will be completely laid waste, this is again, and completely despoiled. Elijah just said this in verse 1, and now we're repeating it in verse 3. I think God's a little upset with us. He's going to share why. Complete for the Lord has spoken this word. This word that Elijah is speaking is the word of God. We, this is yet to take place. It has not happened yet. Obviously. But all of the other prophecies, 129 concerning Jesus Christ, most of all them that, that has, has already taken place and fulfilled to the very letter. All of those prophecies about Israel have been fulfilled and Israel's back in the land. These latter-day prophecies are yet to be fulfilled, but if there's hundreds that have been fulfilled by the very letter and haven't been confirmed by the Messiah himself when he comes, I believe I would listen to this word. We need to be ready. If there is such a thing as being ready, you need to know in your heart, no matter what happens, no matter what is shaken, no matter what falls, I am his and he is mine. Glory to God, and the sooner I see him, the quicker I'll be like him, or the quicker I have I have won. To die in Christ is gain. Who is afraid of death if you call yourself a Christian? Why? Why? It sounds like to me, those that have gone before us, the Lord told me I would be here when this stuff takes place. I am not sure that's a good thing. I'm 70 years old this year. I'll soon be 71 years old. And if it's happening in my lifetime, you need to do the math. <laughs> There's my lifetime. It can't be, but so much more. I don't even know if I want it to be a whole lot more. I'm anxiously awaiting it, eagerly to see my Lord. He has saved me. Even one like I. I'm still amazed that God could love me so much that I could be his son. I'm so humble by being a son of the living God, by having an elder brother, which happens to be king of kings, Lord of lords. You need to know him today. You need to be ready, prepared for the shakings of all things. As I'll read to you in Hebrews, there's a kingdom that cannot be shaken. You need to be abiding in that kingdom, the kingdom of God. There's no fear in love. There's no fear in love. Perfect love casts out fear. Walking in this relationship in the kingdom of God, in the love of Christ, in the love of God, there is no fear. Fear is a tormentor. Who's afraid of the big bad wolf? Kill me and I will be with him. (laughs) Hallelujah. If I live, I'm with him. If I die, I'm with him. I'm with him. And these times, all all of this huff and puff and these people walking around so arrogantly these days with all their riches and their gold. I'm blessed. I'm a blessed man. I don't, God has blessed me. He blessed my coming in. He's blessed my going out. He's blessed me in spite of me being me, that I could stand here today and share this word free of charge with you, offer you anything and everything that I know and can feel I'm trying to record on these videos. It is yours. And this scripture, I'm using his scripture that you may take and share with others. 
this truth, the word, this light needs to be set on a hill. These are perilous times. You need to know the Lord and his son, Jesus Christ. Him. He's saying, he said, this is eternal life, John 17, that you know him, the one true God. Hear, O Israel, your God is one God. You would love him with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your body. That commandment I was going to quote the other day, it's a fulfillment of the Lord, Jesus said, when you add love your neighbor as yourself with that. And suddenly, verse 5 of Deuteronomy 6, I believe, I went blank on that. Uh, it's 4 and 5 of Deuteronomy 6. But anyway, I quickly moved on. If you ever see that happen, now you know exactly what took place. In verse 4, the earth mourns and withers. The world fades and withers. The exalted of the people of the earth fade away. What happened to all the big shots? Verse 5, the earth, here's why. We're going to read here in verse 5. All why and what happens and why these things take place. You need to hear and listen. And then you, you will know why God is so upset. You already should know, but if not, I'm going to bring it to your attention. The earth is also polluted by its inhabitants. This earth, God, God is, he, he birthed, he, he formed this earth and he entrusted it with us and we have all but destroyed it. And it doesn't mean just about the, the gas is this, that, and the other. The God's coming, and when he comes, when the Lord comes, he will bring the regeneration uh, not only to us and to the people, but he will bring it to the earth, to all things at his coming, the day of the Lord. We know that just for a thousand years. Then the Father shows up, and he makes all things new. <laughs> Hallelujah. But for a thousand years, the curse is removed from the earth. He brings restoration, Acts, the sixth chapter of the 31st verse, to all things. I'm restored. I meet him in the air and I'm changed. You're changed. We all will be with him. We come and we'll rule and reign with him. It's amazing. Restoration. The earth groans, Romans 8 says, for the revealing of the sons of God. Why? The earth groans because it's groaning today under this humanity that's exploding and that is destroying the earth. But fear not, you can't fix it. You that want to be God, we're going to fix the earth. We're going to live forever. <laughs> no, you're not. You ain't going to fix the earth. But the one coming is. It's called the regeneration, the restoration. It's called the day of the Lord. Hallelujah. But that's only for a thousand years. And then Father come. Hallelujah. The Lord God Almighty himself, he has made, he has set his tabernacle on the new earth with his new Jerusalem. Hallelujah. Yes, and it has streets of gold. But that's the new Jerusalem. It is new on the day when God makes all things new. All things new. Hallelujah. I'm glad his son allowed, allowed the last to be first. And I'm going, I'm on, I'm, well, I'm going to get mine a thousand years earlier at the day of the Lord. I'm going to be transformed into his image. Hallelujah. And that's amazing. I'm going to be a son of God. You, if you know him today, you will be a son of God. Hallelujah. And then the Father comes, we're all his sons. He makes all things new. Our brothers as Jews, they get their bodies. And even though they are never, they never sin again after the day of the Lord. Their Messiah comes, he removes all iniquity from their heart. And even in their natural bodies, even though life is extended, they never sin again. 
Hallelujah. Because their Lord has come and they'll rule and reign with him for a thousand years from that great city that I'm about to share is getting ready to be split into three pieces at the great earthquake. But, and it'll be a river running to the east and the west as, as Mount of Olives moved to the north and the south. You know, when, as, over there in, across the Kidron Valley, there's a Mount of Olives. The Garden of Gethsemane here, and we're looking at the Eastern Gate. They got it. The the Muslims, I guess it's the Ottoman Empire. They they boarded it up so if somebody couldn't claim the Messiah came because he can't get through all those rocks, all those stones. I hate to tell them. <laughs> and then they made a graveyard out there so that knowing the Jews couldn't defile themselves to get to the gate. <laughs> he don't need to walk on land. That little bit of stone, when the Lord comes, he's coming through that eastern gate. And the eastern gate will open right before him, I assure you. And he's not walking across the, I don't think he has to walk across the graveyard. I know in the day they built this ramp so uh, in the early the church they wouldn't come over and uh, do, do, do worship or, or, or tabernacle after uh, because of that, they could walk above it instead of the ramp built across that graveyard so they wouldn't defile themselves. Well, the Lord, he don't have to worry about being defiled. <laughs> and that little masonry job of closing up the eastern gate is not going to stand in his way. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I get I get excited about this, y'all. I should be serious. So we're really talking about serious stuff today. But, but I'm abiding in a kingdom that cannot be shaken. I'm abiding in the kingdom of his dear son, the Lord Jesus Christ. He is my salvation. He is my hope. He is my life. I stand here today under his anointing in his in his life. I partake of his word. It's life to my body. Anyway, let me, this is, this is wonderful. I'm telling you how the earth's going to be devastated and most of us, but it's wonderful. You know why I'm almost giddy? Because he's coming soon. I'm going to see my Lord. I'm going to see him soon. I'm going to be with him soon. I'm excited about that. I rejoice. I know that I know in whom I believe. Because he, you know, he lives within me. He is here today. I'm trying to pay attention, Lord. Forgive me. I'm excited about your coming. You need to be excited about his coming. If you're not excited about his coming, you certainly are not ready for the shaking of all things. And we need to understand why this is going to be shook. Let me read verse 25 again. The earth is polluted by its inhabitants. I don't think I ever finished reading it. I got all happy. For they transgressed laws. They, they transgressed his laws, the Levitical law. They broke every one of them. They're still breaking them. And they're not in him. <laughs> he, he fulfilled it for us in him. But the whole thing is they have broken, they have transgressed his laws. They have violated his statutes. In the King James, it means ordinances. Ordinances. What are ordinances? It's God's order. Lord God, help. Help us. God's order. A man and a woman. Not a man and a man or a woman and a woman. It is an abomination to God in these churches that are willing to ordain homosexual ministers or to overlook this horrible, horrible sin right in the face of God. 
there is male and there's female. There, there's, we don't get to make that choice. God created and breathed light into every single one of us. It is husband and wife. Wives, honor your husbands. Kids, honor and obey your parents. There is an order that God has to establish in the earth and in man. And they have violated that. They have violated that. The church itself is violating it in many denominations. And you wonder why this earth is going to be shaking. And some of you need to be quaking in your boots. Because there's a fire coming on this earth. You're not giddy as I am. (laughs) I'm telling you, you better not be. You need to get on your knees and repent and beg for forgiveness. You have violated his ordinances, not only the world, but you have, you, the church, some of the church, has condoned it. Oh, you ever, God loves everybody. No, he doesn't. He doesn't even know them. If you're not in his son, he does not know you. This is eternal life that we know him, but guess what? In knowing him, he knows us. Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you. Do you really want to hear that? There's judgments. We talked about the judgments yesterday. I'm trying, I'm trying to get out of these judgments. That, this is no fun. I didn't think it was fun. I got happy. <laughs> the Lord, the Lord made me happy this morning because I realize I'm about to see him soon. I eagerly await his coming. But I'm trying to get out. It's, it's, it's a hard subject to deal with. I mean, cause it's saying it's, it's, it, but it's one that needs to be dealt with. Why, why are all of these things about to happen? Because some of you are woke. I'm awoke. I'm woke. You know what that really means? You're going to spend an eternal, eternity in fire and down and brimstone. Cause it is violating the very order that God hath established on this earth and it is an abomination to him and he's going to hold us accountable. He's going to hold this earth accountable. He's going to bring his judgment and then he's going to send his son for eternal, for redemption, to bring the regeneration to the earth for a thousand years and to rule and reign the nations for a thousand years with his people, the Jews, we set up a, a righteous sphere to make sure nobody's sin. And then we know at the end, Satan that has been locked up, the Antichrist and his prophet, they went on, they got thrown in the lake of fire. Satan's going to miss it for a thousand. He gets locked up so he can be released at the end of the millennial reign. The nations rebel, the armies of God, hello us, quick work. And the father comes and he, with the father comes, the Father comes. Hallelujah. He makes all things new. And, and when, the, when the kingdom is turned over to him, we enter into a time that there's no more time. It's called eternity. Hallelujah. It, it shall always be. We need, we really, really need to understand why the earth is about to undergo all of this judgment. God he delights in this creation. We should, he, he, he lights in us. 
He don't want you messing with it, and he don't want doctors messing with it. He made me a male, and he wants me to stay a male. And anything other than that is an abomination. If I destroy this body, he said he would destroy me. He formed this body. He formed He breathed his breath into me, his life. I become a living soul. Born dead spiritually, but a living soul, an eternal being. In his son, I've been quickened alive. Now he rules and reigns. I've been bought with a price. I belong to him. Hallelujah. I am will be with him forever. Whatever stands between me and that, I'm ready. I'm excited. If, they, if I die, so be it. I'm with him. If I live, that's the worst story. Maybe I can help others supernaturally because I believe God gives those that know him and trust him because if I can walk supernaturally now, and be, I can walk supernaturally then. And it's going to need the supernatural to walk in any, have any kind of life. I don't understand all these things. What I have understood, I have come here to share with you. But what I understand is judgment is coming on this earth for these reasons right here. And they have broke the next reason. They have broke the everlasting covenant. What is the everlasting covenant? I'll read the only one that I know of in John 22, 20. It says, in the same way, he took the cup after they had eaten, partaken of the body, saying, this is the cup which is poured out for you. It is the new covenant in my blood. It was a new covenant. It was an everlasting covenant in the blood and the flesh, the blood, the life, the righteous life of Jesus Christ emptied and poured out, sprinkled seven places. I'd order all these places. He, he sprinkled blood everywhere. He poured it out. We've been sprinkled with the blood of Jesus Christ, not a lamb, but the lamb of God. We've been cleansed. It's a life for a life. A nefesh, that's a Hebrew word for life. The life in the blood was in the nefesh. A nefesh for the nefesh. An everlasting covenant of love and of mercy. But it's been rejected by most. God's not real happy about rejecting such a wonderful offer. Such a wonderful opportunity. But not only rejected by the world, it's been rejected. It's been rejected. These statutes, these ordinances, this covenant where he rules and reigns within us, where, where we, we walk in this love relationship as a light and an example in life to others. No, pray not. Most of these denominations have gone in their own way. They have their own priest and king, own piety that's not really piety. Arrogance is a great offense to the Lord. In humility, he gives greater grace. I am so humbled to be here, able here to stand here today and tell you there is an eternal covenant. There is an everlasting covenant through the blood of Jesus Christ, which was poured out for you. Take, apply it to your life, partake of that body, live in divine health. He was broken. He bore your sicknesses. All this divine exchange that we talked about uh, several chapters ago, <laughs> I've lost count. 
all that he did for us, that we may have life and that we may have it more abundantly. Who is afraid of the big bad wolf? (laughs) There's a huffing and puffing coming. I get to see the Lord. Right after this, I see the Lord. Hallelujah. And Isaiah 24, 6, continuing the chapter of Isaiah 24. It says, therefore, a curse devours the, the, the earth. Why is this curse? The sin, the sin, the breaking of the ordinances, the breaking of the statutes, the rejection of his everlasting covenant. That's why the curse has come. Those who live in it are held guilty. Most are. Therefore, the inhabitants of the earth are burned, and there are few men left. You reckon this is shaking? This, 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 it says when he's coming that he's going to shake the heavens and the earth. The stars are flung down to the earth. There, the, the last thing that I know in all of these prophecies right before he's coming is this great earthquake. I read in Revelation, I believe, 16th chapter, 18th verse. There's never been anything like it. That the, 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 the great city, Jerusalem, that's the great city, is split, is divided in three parts. I know the Mount of Olives split, but this is right before his coming. And even as he coming, the heavens are shaken. And, and it says stars are flung down to earth, meteors burning. It's not a good time. There's a shaking of this earth coming. It's a good thing when he comes, he does restore. And regenerate that which was damaged or lost. It'll be a, it'll be a new earth for a thousand years. And then it really gets to be new. This, this is going to be the same earth when he comes. We still got ocean. We still have nations. Those that are left, there's not many men going to survive this. I just read it. There is not many going to survive. Are you ready to meet the Lord? Are you excited about his coming? Or are you walking in fear and trembling? If you're walking in fear and trembling, you need to get down. That, that, that fear, we walk in the fear of the law. That's an awe and a reverence. That's the fear I walk in. I'm, I'm, I, if I tremble, it's because of his presence. It's not because of anything the big bad wolf is going to do for me. Because the big bad wolf can't do anything but take my life and then do that. He set me free. Ever who the wolf is, I don't know. There's all kind of things taking place here. But I'm not afraid of the huffing and the puffing. There are judgments coming on earth. I belong to him. I belong to him. I'm in his kingdom. My life is his life. My eternity is his eternity. I want to be with him either now through the spirit or then Still in the spirit, but his day, I get a new body. I'll always be with him. He's my king, my elder brother, my savior, my God. He's the lamb of God. I'm a servant and a brother, and I will always bow before the lamb. <laughs> Hallelujah. And, and, and when he hands the kingdom over to the father and the father comes, he makes all things new. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> that is exciting. You know, I, all I know is one minute I'll, I'll be alive. Next minute, if I'm dead at whatever, how I get there, if it, it could, even if it's so slow and it can't last for so long, I'm with the Lord. That I'm excited about. 
Sometimes this life is, can be difficult, challenging. It's all, but, but even in that, he helps us. He helps because I depend upon him. I want you to know that few, few are going to make it through all this. Are you ready? Are you prepared for a shaking? Haggai 2.6, it says, For thus says the Lord of hosts, Once more in a little while I am going to shake the heavens and the earth, the sea also and the dry land, the shakings of the heavens that is coming. In, in Haggai 2.7, I will shake all the nations, and they will come with their wealth of all nations, and I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord God of hosts. Because when he comes, He's shaking, but he's coming, and he is going to restore the earth and set up the Davidic kingdom, and him, his, his people, the Jews, Israel, Jews, will rule from Jerusalem, the, the nations of the world, for a thousand years. If you kept up with, um, what, with chapter 9, the day of the Lord, you know what I believe that we're doing as his sons. And, and Isaiah 24, 17, terror and pit and snare, Confront you, O inhabitant of earth. This chapter 24 is some serious stuff. Serious stuff. Verse 18. Then it will be that he who flees the report of disaster will fall into the pit. You can flee, but you fall into the pit. And he who climbs out of the pit will be caught in the snare. For the windows above are open, and the foundation of the earth shakes. Earth is going to be split apart. It's a lot going on here. Judgment has come to the earth. All this procedure is coming of the Lord. Um, hallelujah. <laughs> He's coming. I'm looking forward to His coming. Verse 19. The earth is broken asunder. The earth is split through. The earth is shaken violently. You remember verse 5. Why? Because they did not keep his law. They did not keep his order. He is really upset about this. He, you know, uh, homosexuality, man, that's, that violates God's order. But this thing about a man being a woman, a woman trying to be a man and all this stuff, and, get, and having their bodies trying to change by medicine and chemicals and, and all the shots that they take to make it work... That is so, that is such an abomination to God. You protect this body. He said, don't even make a mark on it, much less try to change your sex. That's the order. If God, God made me a male, and, and he, thank God he made my wife female. I, I love my wife. And, uh, and, and we become one in him. It's an example as how, as how we'll become one in him one day. And, uh, he makes us whole. Uh, Anyway, y'all know that, that story too, but all of this is happening is because we have broken his law. We have violated his order, his ordinances, the order that he set forth. And they have rejected the everlasting covenant, the one that Jesus poured his own blood, his own life out, was nailed on a cross. They have rejected that. They have rejected Jesus. They don't want to hear anything about They'll listen to any kind of religion in the world except Christianity. They don't want no part. The devil. There's some devil. The earth reels to and fro like a drunkard, and it tatters like a shack. For its transgression is heavy upon it, and it will fall never to rise again. 
there's a new earth. <laughs> there is a regeneration and a new earth. In Isaiah 30, 25, I want you to, I want you to listen to this. It says, uh, it says, on every lofty mountain and on every high hill, there will be streams running water. Why on the top of the mountain there will be streams? Because they have been leveled. They have been leveled. On the day of the great slaughter, when the towers fall. You know, I read this, and I, if the earth is a reeling and a shaking, and I've asked the Lord, you know, how many floors can I build? <laughs> what? I don't know if anything's going to stand. Because it, anyway, if, it, if it's too tall, it's coming down. The day, we, we, we really, it was a big deal for us to see our two, the twin towers in New York, these giant towers. It's amazing tower. It's amazing work of man. It's amazing twin, two of them, side by side. And the devil brought them down. But it was just the beginning. That, those twin towers started a war that went on for, what, 10 years, 20 years? I don't know, 20 years, I guess. We just were getting out of Afghanistan. But anyway, the twin towers came down. There's coming a day when all the towers, I've got a, we, we have a condominium I've never spent a night on. I hope we're settled in Panama. That's in a tall tower. In Panama City, they have, I think, over 200 of these amazing towers. And, and, and it's an amazing, it's on the ocean there, on, on, on the Pacific Ocean. And it kind of has its beauty, but it has it also its loftiness. Look at all these tall towers. In Hong Kong, I think there was over 1,500, probably way beyond all that now. All the, you're talking about towers. And in, in all these towers in the Middle East, they, they've made these towers that reach up to the very heavens. These tall towers. Look at what man has created. There's coming a day, Isaiah 30, 25, when, and it tells us in Isaiah 24, but in Isaiah 30, 25, they all are coming to the ground. All the tower. Don't have one of those. That's <laughs> why so I'm selling my condo. I've never spent a night in it, but we've used it. I, I felt like God had a purpose in it, and we, we, I think he has. It helps. We've rented it. It helps support some of the work here. But anyway, it's time to sell <laughs> before the towers come down. <laughs> the towers are coming down. It says all of them. They all shall come down. Can, the Twin Towers in New York, I regret that. But I hate to tell you, there's coming a day when this earth reels and rocks. All of the towers are coming to the ground. The Word of God has said so. These towers of Bible, look at us, God, what we can do. They're coming to the ground. They're coming down. That's what it says. Isaiah 24, 21. So it will happen in that day that the Lord will punish the host of heaven on high and the kings of the earth on the earth. These Powers of darkness, these principalities of, of darkness. You know, the God of this world is the devil. The, the rule of the rule that, that's in the atmosphere, the principalities of the air are demonic. Coming down. <laughs> They're coming down. There's going to be a, a righteous sphere set up in the second heaven. The second heaven is going to be uh, the, the, the very, in Daniel 12, 1, and in Revelation 12, the war in heaven. When Satan is kicked out and all of his demonic forces are thrown down to the earth, that's the beginning of the great tribulation, part of all of this. 
And, but, but it says we shall be strengthened. Why? There's no interference. There's no prince of Persia. There's no prince of Greece that, that held even Gabriel back from getting to Daniel because the, the prince of, of Persia had interfered. But he says the prince of Greece is coming on the way back. So he had to call Michael. The day that Michael stands up, he, he's already took care of. The, he stands up. He casts Satan out of heaven down to earth. And he, he cast all of his prince of powers down to earth. It's the start, beginning of the great tribulation. And the Lord comes and locks them up for a thousand years. The Antichrist and his, his uh, false prophet, they get, they get thrown into the eternal lake of fire at his coming. So they, uh, they deserve it. They will have murdered and killed many of us and uh, my brothers and sisters. But anyway, and the, many, as many Jews... God always uses the Gentile to, to basically bring uh, judgment on the Jews. And he's, we've, the Gentiles have done a good job of that. And, uh, and, and that, that's, that's uh, something that if we've got any part of that, and if you're a Gentile, you do, that, that we, we, we're very sorry. I, I support, I send money to Israel. I try to help Israel. I love Israel. I pray for Israel. Psalms 22, 22 says there's a blessing. I don't do it for the blessing. I do it because I love them. I love them because they stand there that, 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 that as a testimony that my God's about to soon return. Amen. That, that prophecy after all these thousands of years what he would bring them from the nations and reestablish them. Uh, Isaiah 66, 7 says, can there a nation be birthed in a day? He sure can. Israel, May 14, 1948. Miracle after miracle, God has kept them there. Outnumbered 20 to 1 at times, Sunday's Lord, and God just would intervene. They're not going anywhere. They're they're getting ready to get into a, a terrible situation. But guess what? When it looks like all hope is lost and it's never, their Messiah comes. He happens to be mine also. Glory be to the day. The day of the Lord. The earth, all this damage that's done to his earth, it will be the regeneration. It will be restored. We that meet him in air will be changed. Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. Y'all have heard that message. I get happy again if I keep on. So we're, we're entering in this time. This is what I'm trying. This is... This is, it would seem like to be horrible news. It is for the world. This is horrible news. If you got a tower somewhere, this is really bad news that it's coming to the ground. If you own anything in it, it's bad news. We're selling ours. <laughs> anyway, but they're coming down. Uh, but the Lord's coming. That's my hope. He's my hope. The day of the Lord. My salvation. I'm saved. I'm in Him. But when, I, when he appears in the air with that shout, the dead in Christ will rise and we that are alive will be called up to meet him and we will be changed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know what I was talking about? The bodies. I'm going to talk about the body tomorrow. I'm going to get back. I'm going to wait. I'm going to, tomorrow's the next chapter here. I've, I, I've, I've taken out uh, two weeks to try to come and and I do 10 new, what we call chapters in the school of salvation. There's just teachings. 
ones that God has put on my heart. And, and I feel like when I finish these 20, I, I, I believe that, that I can refer you to a, a chapter instead of uh, having to come minister. I'm, I'm going to share that on my, in the last chapter about what I believe God is doing in, in my ministry and what he's doing with full Christ and what he's doing in this here. And I'm excited, but I, I, I've, I don't, I listen to him. He determines what I do, when I do it, and how I do it. And I'm standing here today sharing this amazing word about the shaking of all things. That doesn't seem like a good word, but it is if you're eagerly awaiting because these things must take place before he comes. Bring it on. I'm going to see the Lord. Praise be to his name. Thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. I rejoice in that. I love my family. I love, I love my dogs and horses and my, my home. But not as much as I love him. I'm blessed. But the greatest blessing that I've ever received was that everlasting covenant when Jesus offered his life for mine. And I received this salvation that was perfectly perfect and completely complete. And it will be finished when I see him. I will be changed. I will be like him. I will be have his mind. When I, I see him, I'll know as I'm known. I'll be a brother. I'll be a son of God. And I will serve the Lamb of God every day that I get an opportunity and the Father. And, I, I, and it's, it, I, that's beyond my comprehension, Paul said. I, let me get on verse 23. The moon will be abashed and the sun ashamed. <laughs> Listen to this. I'm going to tell you why. I, I told you early on. I, I love this. The moon will be abashed and the sun ashamed for the Lord of hosts will reign on Mount Zion and in Jerusalem. And his glory will be before his elders. Now, why is the moon ashamed, the sun abashed? And, uh, or it's actually the, 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 the moon will be abashed and the sun ashamed. I'll read you. In Luke 9, 26, I call it triple glory. <laughs> For whoever is ashamed of me and my word, the son of man will be ashamed of him. I am not ashamed of the Lord, if, you, if you've noticed. When he comes in his glory, in his glory, and the glory of the Father, and the glory of the angels. That is a lot of weight. Only the Son of Man, only the Lamb of God can bear that weight of glory. I shared with you that the Bible talks about a weight of glory. If you you want glory, you best be able to bear the weight of glory. The Son of God comes with His weight, His Father's weight, and the weight of the angels, the glory of that all in one, and the Son is ashamed. The sun. The sun's pretty bright. There's one brighter coming that's to make the sun ashamed. Hallelujah. You reckon we'll notice that he's come? Do you think? <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm coming with him. I'll meet him in the air. But he's coming in the glory of his father, the angels, and his own glory. Hallelujah. The day and age we live. Here's more why, and we live in this age. But know this, that in the last day, perilous times, and, and in the Greek it means fierce times. The demoniac, that same Greek word described a demoniac that, that nobody could handle. He was fierce. We live in fierce times. That's what it says. When 
Fierce times will come. We live in them. For men will be lovers of themselves. Check. Lovers of money. Check. Boasters. Check. Proud. Check. Blasphemers. Check. Disobedient parents. Check. Unthankful. Check. Unholy. Check. And verse 3. Unloving. Check. Unforgiven. Check. Slanderers. Check. Without self-control. Check. Brutal. Check. Despisers of good. Check. Traitors, check. Headstrong, check. Haughty, check. Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Check, 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 check. Is this not the day that we live? There's 15 different things. I don't know one of them that's not true. Even the three evil love. Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Now, we wouldn't be like that. I know in the country that I come from, and I know most of the world, I've been even, but even in the nations where they have little, it's kind of that way too. It's just a different type of fun, but it's kind of that way. We live in a time and in this age, this is the age that we live. Huh. Having a form, in verse 5, having a form of godliness, but deny its power, and from such people turn away. I am not one of those. I am telling you, I don't deny the power of God. I'm telling you there's power in this salvation for us to live a holy life, to live and and be blessed and walk before him in holiness, to be able to keep his word, to, to, to obey the spirit, which is the fulfillment of the law, to love, love him with all our heart, mind, soul, and body, and our neighbors, ourselves. We can do that. That spirit of God has welcomed us. It's, it's cleansed us. It's allowed us access. We have God living within us by the Holy Spirit. We've been sanctified. Hallelujah. You've been clean. Been clean. We've been made holy, but not because of us. Because he and that precious blood that washed away and wiped all of these sins out. And I have confessed anything and everything that's come to my conscience and asked God to forgive me. I don't want it to be revealed in that day that all both for, I'll be judged for all things. All that takes place in the instant. God's the only one that can freeze time, but he can. He's getting ready to do away with time. I know that he can freeze it. I believe that we're going to be judged in an instant as we're about to, to get our white horse and our white robes, and all of that, I believe in that instant that God is able to judge all of his. He knows us already. He knows us. Judgment, we will bow, we will confess, and we'll get our robes and our horse. And all, but in, I believe the day, the day of the Lord, the judgment seat of Christ, because he won't know what kind of robes I get. I get white robes. I get me a white horse. I'm with him ever. I come with him. I believe the judgment seat of Christ takes place in that instant. His time is not our time. He's the one that is going to stop time. In Revelation, says time will stop. How does time stop? It's when there is no end. There, if, if he's, there's no, no time with God because he's always has been. There was no beginning. There's no end. Can we th- figure that out? How can God stop time? He just stops it. <laughs> In other words, it doesn't, the, the, the same guy, David, I talked to you all about, I'm going I keep wanting to get back to the body because we're so wondrously made, as God says, and you start to understand the knowledge of God by the, by all of the, the creation. And then we're part of that. And, and, and there's nothing impossible. 
And I believe that judgment takes place right in that instant. When we're, being, when we're on the way there, that we become before the judgment seat of Christ, bow, fast, rewarded, we get our white robes and we white horse and we come with it. Uh, I don't understand all these things. I just know they take place. And I know that time is not an issue for our God. He, he's, he's, he's got plans that work in certain order and things and, that they, and all of that. But he always was, he always will be, and so shall we, because we was created in his image. Okay, in verse 22 of, of Luke 17, it says, And he said to the disciples, The days will come when you will long to see one of the days of the Son of Man, and you will not see it. Must be tough days. They will say to you, Look here, look, look there, look here. Do not go away and do not run after them. Verse 24, for just as lightning, the lightning, when it flashes out one part of the sky, shines in the other part of the sky, so will the Son of Man be in his day. He's going to suddenly appear. But first, he must suffer these things and be rejected, it's verse 25, by this generation. We know all about that. And just as it happens in the days of Noah, so it will also be in the days of the Son of Man. They were eating. Now, check, check, check here too. They were eating. They were drinking. They were marrying. They were being given in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark and the flood came and destroyed them. Luke 28. It was the same as happened in the days of Lot. They were eating. They were drinking, they were buying, they were selling, they were planting, they were building. But on the day that Lot went out from Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them. It will be just the same on the day that the Son of Man is revealed. Amen. It'll be just, in other words, we're going to be so busy about feeding our flesh, having our parties, enjoying life, and, 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 and judgment comes. You need, I think I get here and I should. If I didn't, I, I know I had to share it yesterday or that, that we'll know this day. I think in the last part of this, I do share this. And, and that we'll, we'll know. We'll know. We're not going to be called unaware. I know, I know, and you know now if you listen to what I'm saying because the Holy Spirit will bear witness. You don't have to believe me. Believe Him. That bears witness to these words. In Romans eleven twenty one, it says, If God did not spare the natural blanches, he will not spare you either. If he didn't spare the Jews, he won't spare us. Behold then the kindness and severity of God. Kindness and severity of God. To those who fail, severity, but to you, God's kindness. If you continue in his kindness, otherwise you too will be cut off. You'll be cut off. We need to continue in this relationship. Hebrews twelve twenty five. And reading, see to it that you do not refuse him who is speaking. For if those did not escape when they refused him who warned them on earth, much less we will escape who turn away from him who warns from heaven. We have this Holy Spirit. <laughs> and he's, he, when he, he's talking to us and lead us, what he's telling us is what what is what the Father, 
We, the, the Son, the Holy Spirit is all. They do the will, the purpose, and the plan of the Father. The uh, Hallelujah. Verse. We have this. We, we know. We, we, we've been told here. And his voice shook the earth. And then, but now he has promised saying yet once again, I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. It says when he comes, the heavens are going to be shaken. The stars will be even flung into the earth. But call them meteorites, I believe, or meteors. Call them meteors or meteorites when they hit. This expression yet once again declares the removing of things which can be shaken. Hallelujah. All that can be shaken is going to be shaken as a created things. So that those things which cannot be shaken, hello, kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ, kingdom of God, can't be shaken. It's eternal. Hallelujah. Uh, I suppose, I guess I better read this. Listen, this expression yet once more, all these things are going to be shaken, denotes the removing of things that, that can be shaken. All this is going to be shaken. As I've created things, I was born again. <laughs> I was birthed. I weren't created. I was birthed. I guess that he created so that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, we receive a kingdom which cannot be shaken. Let us show gratitude, which we may offer to God an acceptable service with reverence and all. Where do we ever hear that at? Romans 12, 1. May we offer to God as his priest an acceptable service, which is sacrifice, our lives, our words, our tongue, widows and orphans. I actually get happy about this. For our God is a consuming fire. The, the Holy Spirit it's been a little painful at times. There's a lot of flesh on this man that had to die. And it's been a process. But I abide in his kingdom. I hear him. He talks to me. He walks with me. I, I, I'm speaking here about the horrors of what's about to befall, befall the earth. And, and I can't help but almost. And I'm not allowed. This is horrible. But I get to see my Lord. I'm excited. I'm eagerly awaiting this day. I'm excited about it. You need to be excited about it. And if you're not excited about it, are you biding in this kingdom with me? Where he rules and reigns within. He blesses us. He keeps us. He teaches us. He's warned us to flee this other mess. Come ye out. Be ye separate, say the Lord. And I will welcome you. And what? You'll be a son. And a daughter. I'll be, I'll be father. I'll be, come out. I came out. Hallelujah. He's coming soon. I'm excited about that. All of this, it's amazing. I love, I love my, this. I call them my spiritual sons. I've, I've adopted them whether they ever adopt me or not. But I love them. These are men of God, young men of God. God's, God's training them, using them for such a day as this. That you may know the truth and the truth may set you free of the fear that's going to, that world lives in this fear. They stay drunk or drugged or, or peeled up for something, anxiety this, and they take a pill for that and they're doing this and that. The peace of God. 
that surpasses understanding. I'm here preaching. I don't know. This is really bad. All these things really are going to happen. But I'm going to see them soon. And I'm, ex- I'm excited. About it. I'm embarrassed about I, I, I guess I should be crying and weeping. But I get to see my God. Daniel 2.34, you continue looking until a stone cut without hands. <laughs> Hallelujah. Stone. You know the stone cut without hands? That's the Son of God. Hallelujah. And it struck the statue. You know, that last, that last realm was the, the iron and the clay and all that mix, the feet of the, of the kingdoms that were come. And all these kings of the earth today were all mixed up. And it struck the statue of the feet of iron and clay and crushed them. Jesus Christ. Verse 35. Then the iron, the clay, the bronze, the silver, and the gold were crushed all at the same time and became like chaff from summer. All the kings of the earth are going to come like chaff, threshing floors. And the wind carried them away so that, that not a trace of them was found. But the stone that struck the statue became a great mountain. Where from? Jerusalem, the great city, a great mountain, Mount Zion, the new temple, the millennial temple we see in the last 10 chapters of Ezekiel. And it filled the whole earth, the millennial reign of Christ. In the days, Daniel 2.44, this is later in that same chapter, it says, in the days those kings, the God of heaven, will set up a kingdom which will never be destroyed. It's called the kingdom of God. It can't be shaken. (laughs) And that kingdom will not be left for another people. It will crush and put to an end all these kingdoms, but it it will itself endure forever. I have an everlasting covenant. Hallelujah. I've been born again. My sin was paid. The Lord paid an amazing price. And I'm so grateful and so sorry. But this life that I now live, I live by faith, and, and he's given me his spirit to lead, guide, teach, to share with you today. Amazing revelation. Revelation 9, 11, speaking of revelation. And I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse. And he who sat on it, faithful and true, and in righteousness he judges and wages war. Verse 12, his eyes are like flame, and on his head are many diadems. And his name written on him, which no one knows except himself. He is clothed, he is clothed with a robe dipped in blood. And his name is called the Word of God, the Logos of God, the God that created all things, was created by the Word. The Word was God, created all that was created. It was with God. That Logos seed that's implanted each and every one of us that have been born again will raise this body, will be transformed into his image. We will get us a white horse. Revelation 19, 14, it says, And the armies which are in heaven, clothed in white linen. Who got clothed in it? The bride has made itself ready with fine linen, the righteous acts of the saints. Verse 7 and 8. We're down to verse 14 here. White and clean were following him on these white horses. Hallelujah. I love horses. I'm glad I do because I get to ride one. For eternity, I have a white horse. 15, from the mouth comes a sharp sword so that with it he may strike down the nations. He comes to pour his wrath out on the nations. All of those that have persecuted his people, the Jews. 
we come with him, the armies of the Lord on white horses. And he will rule with a rod of iron, and he treads the winepress of fierce wrath of God. This is the wrath of God that is poured out on the nation when the Lord comes. I'm going to read here in a minute why another place where it's not us. We're with him. We're his armies. Uh, he treads the winepress, fierce wrath of God, the Almighty, and on his robe and on his thigh he has a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Uh, I've got here the day of the Lord, but in Zechariah 4.4, 4, it says, In that day his feet will stand on the Mount of Olives. This is the day of the Lord which faces Jerusalem on the east, and the Mount of Olives shall be split in two. We know about the great earthquake. From east to west, making a very large valley. Half of the mountain shall move toward the north and the half toward the south. You will flee by the valley of my mountains, for the valley of the mountains will reach to Azel. You, yes, you will flee just as you fled before the earthquake in the days of Uzziah, king of Judah. Then the Lord my God will come and all of his holy ones with him. Hello. Verse 6, In that day there will be no light, and the luminaries will dwindle. Don't need one. We talked about the glory, all the glory in Christ come. For it will be a unique day, which is known to the Lord, neither day nor night, but it will come about that even time there will be lights. And in that day, living waters will flow out of Jerusalem, Half of them toward the eastern sea, the other half toward the western sea. It will be summer as well as in the winter. We still got seas, so this is the millennial rain. When the Father comes, there's no more ocean. Hallelujah. It's a, we, it's a, it's a whole new ball game. It's a new earth. At, but this is the millennial rain being established by the King of kings and the Lord of lords, Lord Jesus Christ. And the Lord will be king over all the earth. And in that day, the Lord will, and the only, will be the only one and his name the only one. No more kings. I think they got kind of, this is the millennial reign. And now it will come about that in, in the last days, the mountains, this is Isaiah 2, 2. The mountains of the house of the Lord will be established as the chiefs on, on the mountains and will be raised above the hills. And all the nations will stream to it, to Jerusalem, the millennial reign of Christ. And many peoples will come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us concerning his ways, and that he that we may walk in his paths. For the law will go forth from Zion, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Verse 4, And he will judge between nations, and will render decisions for many peoples. And they will hammer their swords into plowshares, and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will not lift up sword against nation, and never again will they learn war. This is the millennial reign of Christ, the Davidic reign, with his people, the Jews, our brothers. For they will be in their natural body. We have taken up, we have received the, the last or first. Y'all know the stores. We, we take up this righteous canopy. I think we may have different cities and stuff that we can show up if needed. And uh, for behold, the days at that time when I restore the fortunes of Judah and Jerusalem, I will gather all the nations, bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat, and then I will enter into judgment with them on behalf of my people and my inherited Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations. 
This is the judgment of the Gentile. This is the sheep and the goats. He divides them according to how they've treated their people. Jewish people have been treated horribly. And they have divided up my land. I think we call that partitioning. Has anybody tried to partition God's land, Israel? I think called United Nations, called Britain first. United Nations. Judgment, but when the Son of Man comes in His glory and all of His angels with Him, then He will sit on His glorious throne. Verse 32, Matthew 25, And all nations will be gathered before Him, and He will separate them from one another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goat. I want you to see why. And He will put the sheep on His right and the goats on His left, then the king shall say to those on his right, Come, you who were blessed of my father, and inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. You'll get, and, and I give the kings, the goats are on the left. That's how, how they treated his people, the Jews, these nations, and how they treated his Messiah, his everlasting covenant. And your righteousness to the king's son, give the king your judgments, O God, and your righteousness to the king's son, verse uh, Psalms 2. May he judge your people with righteousness and your afflicted with justice. Let the mountains bring peace to the people and the hills in righteousness. May he vindicate the afflicted of the earth, save the children of the needy, crush the oppressor. Let the fear, let them fear you when the sun endures as long as the moon throughout all generations. May he come down like rain upon the mown grass, like showers water the earth. In the days in his days, may the righteous flourish and abundance of peace till, till the moon is no more. Verse 8. May he also rule from sea to sea and from river to the ends of the earth. Let nomads of the desert bow before him and his enemies lick the dust. Let the kings of Tarshish and islands bring presents, the kings of Sheba and Sheba all for God. And let all kings bow down before him and all nations serve him. For he will deliver the needy when he cries out and afflicted also. And him with no helper. He will have compassion on the poor and needy, and, and the lives of the needy he will save. He will rescue the, 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 the life from the oppression and violence, and their blood will be precious in his sight. This is the millennial reign, during the reign of Christ on earth with his people. The, the nations are still here. There's no more war. They're, they rule. They go up. We, we know, you know most of the story. I guess I was trying to share that to. In 1 Thessalonians 4.13, But we do not want you to be uninformed, brethren, about those who are asleep, so that you will not grieve as, to, as do the rest who have no hope. For if we believe that, that these, are, these are the brothers that are asleep, if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him, who does he bring with him? Those with him, those who have fallen asleep in Jesus. If you're in Christ Jesus, like Paul, from the day that Jesus became the judge, the Lamb of God, he closed down Hades and hell, took the keys to hell and death. He closed, he, he led captivity, all the righteous that was in Abraham, he brought with him. He brought their, their spirits with him. And he has all of the spirits of the righteous dead and those that are in him with him. And that's why Philip, when he says, receive my spirit, he was the first Christian after the resurrection. And when he didn't say Abraham bosom or Abraham, no, he said, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Things had changed. 
if absent of the body is to be with the Lord. Your spirit, you're, you're still asleep, but you're with the Lord. And Jesus rose again, and even so will bring with him those who have fallen asleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, and with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise. Their bodies, wherever it is, whether it's in the sea or whether it is, there is a Logos seed in the righteous. And they will grow, and that seed turns into the branch. It turns into a body transformed into his image. And they're quickened, and they are rejoined with their spirits, body, flesh, new creation, in the image of the Son of God himself. When they see him, they'll know as they're known. Amazing truth. Because of the Logos seed that he has given all those that are righteous or, or have believed in him, this body will come out of the tomb. And this is just a twinkle of an eye. It doesn't take long for God to have his judgment. I think he already kind of has it. He kind of knows the end from the beginning. God's amazing. He kind of knows everything. God's knowledge is beyond my comprehension. I, I, I'm glad. And anyway, they meet in the air. He brings all of those spirits with him. Their bodies are united. They get their white linen robes. They get their white horses. We who are alive. Uh, but the dead in Christ raised first. And then we who are alive remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we also shall be with the Lord. We are changed. We meet him in the air. We're changed. We get the same thing they just got. <laughs> they was, we are transforming to his image. We, we, we have an adopted, we already adopted his son, but we will be glorified. And you know what? When and Jesus is glorified and standing on the bank and he's up there cooking fish, they recognized him. I'm going to get into this with about the body. This face, they recognized him. They knew Jesus. They recognized Jesus. What you gonna look like? Might want to look in the mirror. Might be a reason why you should take care of your body. Uh, and first, and then the last verse, therefore comfort one another with these words, but it's really not the last words, verse. Now as to the times and epics, brethren, this is continuing into five, but it's really a continuous letter. He just made the famous revelation here and statements. Uh, you have no need of anything to be written for you. For you yourselves know full well that the day of the Lord will come just like a thief in the night. Okay. It comes like a thief in the night. For those that don't know, we don't know the day nor the hour. Nobody really knows the day or the hour. But we, we know, we know. We know that we know the season, whatever you want to call it. So they said, for while they are saying peace, safety, then destruction will come upon them. Destruction. Suddenly, like labor pains upon a woman with a child, and they will not escape. But you, brethren, are not of darkness. We're not of the darkness that the day would overtake you like a thief. He comes like a thief in the night, but he's not going to take over us like a thief because we know he's coming. You know that you know. You don't know the day or hour, but he's coming. I'm telling you, the church is coming. And all these things I tell you is very seriously because there's a shaking going on before he gets here. 
But if you abide in a kingdom that cannot be shaken, who's afraid of the big bad wolf? He huffed in a puff. This kingdom can't be shaken. Abide in his son, Jesus Christ. But I want you to pay attention here. It will not overtake us as a thief. For you are all sons of light and sons of day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. It will not catch us by surprise. And if it does, you need to be awakened. You're not really, you're not aware, you're not in the spirit. In the spirit, you should be feeling and knowing and understanding all these things. Maybe not completely, but now if you're listening to this, you should understand. And if you don't, you need to go find out. I know I've ministered a lot on these subjects. So then let us not sleep as others do, but let us be alert and sober. For those who sleep do their sleeping at night, and those who get drunk get drunk at night. But since we are of the day, let us be sober, having put on the breastplate of faith and love, the helmet of salvation, the helmet, the hope of salvation. For God has not destined us for wrath. Now, why has he not destined us for wrath? Because he's coming to pour out his wrath, and we just read we're going to meet him in the air and be changed. We're coming with him as he pours his wrath out. That's not, that, that is at his coming, the day of the Lord. He's coming to pour his wrath out on all these nations that have persecuted his people, that have killed the Jews, that have killed us, killed his saints that had persecuted us. He's coming and he's going to pour out his wrath at his coming. We're coming with him. He's on the way here. It's not catching us by surprise. We're going to meet him in the air. We're coming with him. We shall always be with him. We shall be the armies of the Lord. We will never leave him. We will abide with him. We will reign from the, the atmosphere. When those heaven, that, that kingdom of darkness, all these demonic spirits have been cast down. And then they've been locked up for a thousand years. Devil's released. It don't take him long to start problem. But his problem this time is a righteous fear. The sons have taken up a rule of righteousness over the earth. As he and his brothers, the Jews, which have not received their glorified bodies yet, but they, they all sin is removed. He's brought salvation. Life is extended. And they will rule and reign with him for a thousand years. For God has not destined us for wrath, but for obtaining salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ. For who died, who died for us so that whether we're awake or asleep, we will be together with him. You got that? We'll be with him. And therefore, encourage one another uh, and build up one another just as you are also doing. So know if when he's coming to pour out his wrath, we will meet him. We will be changed. We will be the new armies of God, his new messengers and his army. We will never be separate again. We come and we're the ones that run through a troop leap over a wall. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The song. Psalm 46, 1. God is our refuge and strength, the very present help in time of need, trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth should change and though the mountains slip into the sea. Listen. Though all these things happen, we shall not fear. Though its waters roar and foam, and they will. Though the mountains quake at its swelling pride, and they will. 
There is a river whose stream may glad the city of God, the holy dwelling place of the Most High. God is in the midst of her, and she will not be moved. God will help her when the morning dawns. The nations made an uproar. The kingdoms tottered. He raised his voice, and earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. Hallelujah. Romans eleven thirty six. For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Now I told you what the therefore was. If if all of this was therefore, then we should offer ourselves what? We should offer ourselves. Well, let, let me read uh, the next verse. If all this is true, which represents what we just read, the first 11 chapters of Romans, and, and chapter 12, I covered this the other day. I, I just need to cover it again. Therefore, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living sacrifice, living and holy sacrifice, acceptable God, which is your spiritual service. If I, if I remember, Christ, I put this again at the bottom because it says in the King James, which is your uh, reasonable service. And I wondered why one translator translated to one, one way or another. We are, we have been purchased, what, both as a, we are royal priesthood and a purchased possession. So in the possession, it's only reasonable if we've been purchased to, to, to offer ourselves a living sacrifice. And if it's the priesthood, it is our spiritual, uh, responsibility to offer ourselves a living sacrifice. Not a dead sacrifice, but a living sacrifice. And so I put both of them in here, but I went ahead and told you. I might not read the last one. I think it's the last one. That this is what God has called us to do. That we should present our bodies a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable God, which is your spiritual worship or your reasonable worship. As a royal priesthood, it's our spiritual, and that's what I think he's talking about here, so I think this is correct. But it is also our reasonable. If we are purchased, if we belong to him, we are his. So it's both service of worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good, acceptable, and perfect. In Psalms 91.1, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust, for it is He who delivers you. And from the snare of the trapper and from the deadly pestilence, he will cover you with his pinions. And under his wings, you may seek refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and a bulwark. You will not be afraid by the terror by night or the air that flies by day. Are you going to be afraid? No, we're not afraid. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My Lord's coming. Of the pestilence. That stalks in the darkness. There's one been stalking in it. We're not afraid. Or of the destruction that what, uh, that waste lays waste at noon. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not approach you. It doesn't matter if it does. You will only look on with your eyes and see the recompense of the wicked. And I'm not one of those. For you have made the Lord my refuge. He is my refuge. Even the most high, your dwelling place. Do you abide in this kingdom? Abide in me and my word abides in with you. Ask whatever you will. Are you abiding in him? Are you part of his kingdom? Is he ruling and reigning? Is he king of your life? 
Amen. We, if you're in the kingdom, he's our king. He's our Lord. Hallelujah. Verse 10. No evil will befall you, nor any plague come near your tent. He bore our sickness and disease. I do not get sick. I'm not going to get sick. And that, that's settled. I don't worry about it. I fear not about all that. Can't make me sick. Hallelujah. I believe that. For he will, it works. It works. Yeah, that's all my family. Those that trust in the doctors, they stay sick all the time. I keep trying to tell them. You need to try, you need to try this vaccine. It's called the broken body of Christ. Take and eat. It was broken for you. Boy, your sickness and diseases. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> to guard you in all of your ways. Verse 12. They will bear you up in their hands that you do not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent will trample down because he has loved me. Therefore, I will deliver him. I will set him securely on high because he has known my name. He will call upon me and I will answer him and I will be with him in trouble and I will rescue him and honor him. The Lord is speaking to us with a long life. I will satisfy him and let him see my salvation. What is our salvation? It is sozo. It is perfectly perfect. It is completely complete. And I shall see it. I see it every day of my life. I die daily. I'm resurrected daily every morning. When I get up, I believe the devil's, the devil's in hell. Say, he's awake. He's awake. Yes, I am. Because he is awake in me. When I arise, he arises. Hallelujah. I am excited. I am eager to see my God. There's a little shaking, which is a big shaking that's coming. It, if you abide in a kingdom, if, if you see this salvation that was perfectly perfect and completely complete, there is security. More than security. There's life and eternal life. There's blessing. There's peace. There is no fear and love. I want you to know that perfect salvation today. I want you to know that complete salvation today. Because in that salvation, as I shared about salvation, it was, healing was part of it. Deliverance. There's no reason that, that we live in fear. There's no reason that we're sick. In Christ Jesus, partake of that which has been offered to you. Here is his body. Here is his blood. Partake. It was given for you that you may abide in a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And Father, in the name of Jesus, let them know today, you not only as their Savior, but their Lord, their soon coming King. In Jesus' name, amen.